Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, January 12th. I'm Wayne Pratt. The St. Louis Public School Board is expected to vote on the closure of several schools tonight. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney will tell us about some efforts to save the 11 schools on that closing list. Also, we'll hear from first-year teacher Becky Oleksiu about teaching online during a pandemic. People who love me and who care about me are checking in on me and asking, is it getting any better? The answer is no. Both those stories in just a few minutes. Congresswoman Cori Bush is moving ahead with her call to expel lawmakers who voted to overturn Joe Biden's presidential election victories in key swing states. The St. Louis County Democrat has introduced a resolution in an effort to send a strong message about last week's Capitol insurrection. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Bush was one of the first lawmakers to call for members of Congress who voted to override Biden's electoral college victory to be kicked out of office. Her resolution calling for that move has more than 40 co-sponsors. Some Republicans, including some of Bush's Missouri colleagues, defended their votes to overrule Biden's wins as giving voice to their constituents. Bush says they were carrying water for President Donald Trump's false claims of election fraud. Those who are, who are providing comfort and aid to those insurrectionists, we have to have them removed from office because if we do not, we open the door for this to happen again. The House could vote on whether to impeach Trump for inciting insurrection later this week. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Immigrants who fear deportation because they are in the United States without authorization are hoping President-elect Joe Biden changes federal immigration policies to allow them to remain in the country. That includes Honduran native Alex Garcia, who has claimed sanctuary in a Maplewood church for three years. Garcia's wife, Carly, hopes a Biden administration pursues a path for citizenship for people like her husband. Right now, there are so many things that are preventing Alex from being able to to become, you know, a legal citizen. Um, and it's going to take a lot of work. She made that comment yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. Garcia says supporters of her husband are collecting signatures on a petition asking Biden to grant parole and a pathway to citizenship. Missouri Governor Mike Parson wants to continue bolstering workforce development and transportation spending. Those are some of the key elements from his inauguration speech yesterday, shortly after he was sworn in in Jefferson City for his first full term as governor. We have seen some challenging days together. But when it is hard to find the light, sometimes all you need is a spark to get the fire going again. Parson will work with Republican supermajorities in the House and Senate. He will also have to contend with the economic consequences of COVID-19. The Republicans' term runs through early 2025, after which Parson will be ineligible to run again due to term limits. In Illinois, embattled House Speaker Mike Madigan is suspending his campaign to retain that title. But Madigan insists he is not officially withdrawing and his allies are making that clear. 
Hannah Meisel reports. Madigan is missing key support to win a historic 19th term as House Speaker, a role he's been in for all but two years since 1983. But the Speaker has been losing votes since summer, when federal prosecutors named him Public Official A, the subject of an alleged bribery scheme from electric utility Commonwealth Edison. He has not been charged. But even after coming up short in a first-round vote for House Speaker Sunday night and subsequently suspending his campaign, Madigan ally Andre Tapetti, a House Democrat from Chicago, says the Speaker still is guy. I'm with Madigan until I hear from him that he is withdrawing his candidacy to be the Speaker of the House. Tapetti also said he wouldn't look kindly on any other member who stepped forward to run now, saying they'd be, quote, an opportunist. I'm Hannah Meisel. Parents of St. Louis Public Schools students will learn tonight if efforts over the past month to save any of the 11 schools on a closing list were successful. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports. SLPS's superintendent and school board relented to 11th hour outcries from parents and elected leaders in December, who argued they weren't given enough time to weigh in on the school's fates. Superintendent Kelvin Adams has been talking with officials, churches, and community organizations since delaying the vote, listening to proposals to better support the schools. Adams says reducing the number of schools in the district will allow it to offer more support services and academic opportunities. This is really not so much about closing schools, but about providing more resources to schools that are going to remain open. The district has about 20,000 students currently, down from a peak of more than 110,000 a half century ago. Dutchtown South Community Corporation is organizing efforts to help save Monroe Elementary School. Dutchtown South's Carissa Gilman-Hernandez says they've tried to argue a pandemic-plagued year is not the time to make this decision. Next school year, I think, is just a key school year of assuring students that things can get better. District parent Emily Hubbard has been advocating that SLPS consider closing Southside gifted schools, which are majority white in a heavily black district, rather than focus on neighborhood schools. She also says the last minute interest from city officials is frustrating. I mean, it was almost hurtful to have them all come out and I was like, we've been here this whole time. If the board approves any school closures, they would go into effect at the end of this school year. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Public Radio has asked first-year teachers from around the area to document what it's been like starting their teaching careers during a pandemic. Today, we hear from an eighth-grade teacher at Rittner's Hake Middle School in St. Anne. My name is Becky Olexiu, and that is a tough last name for my students to spell and pronounce sometimes, so I just say, call me Mrs. O. Starting class every day, trying to be my positive, bubbly self, and screens start popping on. You know, I see that people are logging on, joining my meeting. I say, good morning, guys. How are you today? Silence. I'm having full-blown conversations with myself for eight hours. (laughs) It is exhausting. That's part of the reason I come home every day and just crash. Yesterday was one of those really good days. We had a new student join our class and another student in the class who was a new student this year and knows what it's like to be new said, you know, hi, my name is so-and-so and I'm new this year too. I'll give you my email address if you wanna be friends. And just hearing her say that just melted my heart. 
people who love me and who care about me are checking in on me and asking, how are you doing? How's school going? Is it getting any better? Is it getting any easier? The answer is no, it's not getting better. It's not getting easier. I'm just getting used to it. And I hate that. Technology can be so frustrating, like when the internet is down, when Google Classroom isn't working, it just makes you so flustered. And I know that I'm exhausted. I know the students are exhausted. They're over it. They're ready for winter break, and I can just see it in their work ethic. Every morning, I arrive in my classroom and I get myself settled, but before I even open my laptop, I pray. God, please bless the student-teacher relationships. May they be relationships filled with love, empathy, caring, understanding, positivity, because those relationships are everything. That is first-year teacher Becky Olescu. Her audio diary was produced by St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney. Maria Altman is Ryan's editor. Our executive editor is Shula Newman. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.